what's happening. All right, season four! Appropriate applause chunks. Appropriate excitement level activated. We have Kay Caruso. We have Hola. a new juicy season. We have Hella News. <laughs> we have Hella News by Mallow Jones. Greg Brown, even though he wasn't able to be here today, we're doing this single host status. We've still got Hella News. But mostly science news, which is like, I think the juiciest. I think it's the favorite bits. But first, let's like front load some plugs because you're up to cool stuff. Let's wow, toss okay. that in the beginning. Right out of it. the gate. Right? You get some plugs, just front load them. Hmm. <laughs> well. Yeah. What are you excited about that you're doing right now, Kate Caruso? The most exciting thing that has happened to me recently is I got a brand new amp. Whoa. You're plugging your K-Line guitars into K-Line guitars. K-Line. But the amp comes from Third Power. Oh, yeah. Third Power. Boutique company out of Nashville. But my goodness. A powerful boutique it, it company. It is the um, the tone quest is over. Whoa! Yeah, dude, it's, that says a lot from a you, rat. though. You're like tone quest till death. I'm telling you, <laughs> this amp does it all, dude. So wait, and like, ridiculously well. What's the hardest thing to find in an amp that this amp gets done for you? Versatility. Oh, uh, see, I was gonna say like I, I notice. With an amp that just has a certain like go-to sound that you might love, you try to get like a different tone out of it, and your volume's all out of whack, and you can't yeah. switch between happy sounds as easily without tons of level issues. I'll tell you what she did. The, the genius behind this is a patent pending, not patent pending. I'm sorry, she like has all a, the way patented has a patent for a thing called Hybrid Master, which is a it basically acts as uh, old school variac. You can dime nice. the front end of your preamp get all the gain that you want, get all the tone that you want, and then take your hybrid master and turn it down to room volume and you don't lose any of the saturation. For people wondering what a variac is, that changes the voltage of the power, like the, of the wall current from the amp. Like a variac, right. you could make your amp able to get less power from the wall and lower its overall volume that way. Now, and I'm not sure that that's how it works, but it works, it does essentially the same thing. So that you could have a cranked sound like at a lower volume. That effect going on. <coughs> that variac. Excuse me. That. Yes. <laughs> but it is, it is, uh, just uh, come see it. Come hear it. <laughs> uh, we yeah. lost our sponsor. Kicker headphones, you guys. <laughs> We're in the Kicker studio. We're wearing Kicker headphones. Kicker personal audio. The thing is, good isolation, right? Absolutely. That's one of the things that surprised me about these. I had an airplane journey, you know, where you go, where you ride along inside an airplane. You get that the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And Not with these. These, no, these were perfect for that situation. I got to get something. I fly a lot. Yeah. They get the job done. You can probably get, they might be able to like hook you up with the like buddies of kicker deal. Why not? Yeah. Well, come see we'll the talk. amp. Come hear the third power amp. Uh, I'm up on Mountain Springs with Little Bit Country Band every first and third Sunday of the month. Doing some country twang, Waz. You've never heard me play country guitar, have you? I've heard some splashes. Yeah. I've <laughs> been having fun doing that for the last several years. Yeah, a lot of people don't know we worked together at Downtown Vintage Guitars eight years ago. We did. <laughs> you know, and a, a lot of people from that time frame are kind of like popping up in my life again. No. 
uh, Aaron Archer. Yeah. One of the regular jammers down there it plays bass in my country band, Ghost Town Riders. No Riders. way. Yeah. Dude, tell him I said, hey. Absolutely. I, I hooked up with him a little bit ago over a play, like I was doing sound for a play. Oh, really? He sat in, we like looked at the mixer together and stuff. What a great player, though. About the it, guy, yeah. He plays drums in the Little Bit Country Band with me. <laughs> then he plays bass in Ghost Town Riders, which is a, a different country band. But the way that you do country, though, has got that old wood flavor. It does. I'm an old school Jerry Reed, <laughs> Buck Owens. I'm old school. I like and that bro country, man. Dude, when you when you get into that like Steve Ray Vaughan Hendrix pocket, though, you go there like maybe like three people I've ever met. And you know, and ironically enough that you bring that up, we played a Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, song a couple proper. nights ago. Yeah, and a guy in the crowd came up and said, that amp yeah. nailed the tone. <laughs> because most guys, Waz, you, you've seen this. You go to see a country band or a blues band, and the guitar player is just too dependent on distortion. Oh, yeah. There's no dynamics then. You can't have things rush into you at all. With, with the third power, I can nail that at the edge of breakup clean sound that Stevie Ray Vaughan gets. Yes, because that's the thing that people don't oh. realize with his tone is it's, it's not that high a gain. It's and not. There's some variability to his intensity. He uses the pickup selector, uses his volume knob, his hand attack. I mean, there's there's a whole different level to it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that he always used his tube screamer either. Just like a popular... I, you know, I think he had two. And sometimes I, run them one into the other? Yeah, I think one was always let was set on just to give it a bump. Yeah. No distortion. Because they don't distort very much. Yeah, no, they don't. And then the <laughs> second one was more of a... a Boost a boost over the top to stick out over the band. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't have a lot of gain. Yeah, you guys, two nuggets right away. Remember, tell your friends if you want little fun tips for the water cooler, especially if you've got Steve Ray Vaughan water cooler homies. <laughs> That's that. So this is the Greasy Conversation Show on Radio Vegas Rocks. If I didn't mention that, I think I was just like, "Yay, season four, we!" But and so far, it's very on. greasy. <laughs> they, oh, it gets much greasier. Cool. In fact, if you can brace yourself, there's some little news things. But honestly, <laughs> the thing I put first, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna get it over with because yeah. I won't be able to stop thinking about it, is Kim Kardashian sinks. Have you seen this action? No. So people she did something showing off her bathroom, and people noticed that her sinks don't seem to have like a hole where the water goes. Hmm. But it turns out let me see if I can fast forward to it. The Oh, no, there's going to be like 14 seconds of ad before you see her sinks. Basically, it like curves in a tiny bit. And for, for people just hearing that aren't seeing the situation, it looks like a handle and a faucet in a sink situation. Right. And if you look really close, there's a little slot, but the slot doesn't even line up with where the water goes. But, and I had to look this up when some other talk show was talking about it. Uh, I, I got to give a little props to... Uh, your mom's house podcast. That's where I heard about the Kim sinks. I think unless I'm just like, yeah, they're great for sure. But it like dips down a little bit. Like there's just the smallest little huh. bowl situation, but it seems like you could copy this really easily. You could have a sink that you just kind of, while the, while the dough is still wet, you know, when you're making your countertops right? and you just pour the, imagine you pour concrete for your countertop. I don't think people do this, but you could, right? We're inventing right now. Why not? Let's try it. Yeah, let's make a sink, you guys. This is the episode, season four, episode one, where you learn how to make 
dope Kim, Kim Kardashian sink. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that. Did you know? <laughs> well, I don't know anything. If it doesn't involve guitars. <laughs> Did you know there's like a legit I don't malaria vaccine now? There's a what? There's a, there's a malaria vaccine that's like the malaria vaccine. Really? Wow. That, yeah. That nobody will get because they're afraid of it. <laughs> I know. That's a thing. So all our kids are going to have malaria now. Because Don't you find it interesting that uh, you can't send Johnny to school with a peanut butter sandwich anymore because other kids may be allergic to the peanut. Not, not the kid that's eating it, but the other kids in school. So Johnny can't take his peanut butter to school. But you can send an unvaccinated kid to school. How's this, how does that work? Yeah, that brings up one of my biggest frustrations about that. And that's how much it neglects people that can't get vaccines and, and how much you put them at risk because everyone that can be protected should be so that people that can't aren't surrounded by a bunch of uh, carriers. But when did this voodoo start that it was bad? Well, since... People need to get out of the jungle with the voodoo and get into the modern times. Yeah. They need to Google things and look at articles that don't already just say what they want to hear. How about this? <laughs> don't take anything that I ever say. With, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. Go yeah, yeah. read on it. Go, go educate yourself. Yeah. Because I, t- I could sit here and convince you probably that the moon was square. <laughs> and by the end of the show, I could probably sell you one. Hashtag square moon. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag but, space is fake. I mean, just because you see it on the face neck... <laughs> or you're Twittering your YouTube and you find some goofy, just do a little research, people. Come on. It's, yeah. Goodness. That hella applies to things on this show, too. If you're just tuning into this you show, don't fresh, believe Waz about yeah. the sink. Go look it up. <laughs> yeah, the whole reason we have seasons and like a season end and premiere and stuff is so <clears throat> people new can have like a point to come in on. Right. I think this season is going to be like a hilariously off pointing off-putting episode to come in on. So it's more like, hey, if you've been enjoying season three, here's a little twist of things before we start a season that's probably going to be more like the end of season three. This isn't like a model of like, this is what the show is like now. What I want to know is when do you get your dragons? Like there's there's shows that get dragons? Game of Thrones, man. Oh, like the the dragons weren't there right away? No, no, no. It took a while. This, I think, is the dragon season. This is where, okay, you're going to get your dragons. All right. This is where we get our dragons. Well, I'd like to point out that this is the Hallmark episode where I covered the freaking window. Because we had like a whole camera that was pretty much all backlit silhouette vision. And we have our tasty... Uh, zip fizz! Tasty zip fizz. Zip fizz! Waz asked me, is there anything that you want to drink? And I said, yes, the blood of my enemies. And he brought me a zip fizz. Yeah. <laughs> well, people don't realize that there's a certain percentage of every flavorful powder cylinder that is blood from their enemies. Zip right. has a list of enemies. It's true. They contribute blood. They give them money for it. It's kind of like a blood donation thing. The, these are people that aren't such enemies that they don't talk to Zip They maintain contact with them. Uh, there's some shit talking online just so things stay zesty. And you can taste that in the beverages. <laughs> there's also an ongoing thing of like dark color versus light color. Yeah, I'm a dark. It's like you, my lady Ange Kerfoot, which, okay, another drop, Ange Kerfoot, into the whatever, look up, into the whatever. Well, you love them clappers, right? 
I, I think that that audience, they might not be alive anymore. That might be like such old oh, claps. They're, that walking, like, they're walking dead. We're hearing like zombie claps for that. Yeah, that's the backwards. You remember the backwards claps? <laughs> Sounds more like bat wings. Right? So Into the Whatever is an album that we just put together. So I got to shoot. This is like, you know, we're plug heavy in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it out of the way. Right? Yeah. Ange Kerfoot. And, and let me say thank oh, you for inviting me. Oh, she's a dark color too. Thank right, you for thanks. inviting me to do this because I very rarely, I don't do these kind of things because I'm not much of a self-promoter or a talker. Waz and I have been friends for years, many, many years. We go back... I think Christ was a corporal when we met, <laughs> right? Is that true? I think he was like a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. So thank you for inviting me to do it, man. <laughs> In those days of the sophomore Christ, that's where we came from. Well, I whinged when you first asked me to do it. I was like, oh my God, what, what am I going to talk about? And I thought, we'll just sit down and yeah. two old buddies have a rambling conversation. That's the thing. I've got like a grab bag of stuff to lean into. And some stuff I want to share with everybody, kind of, usually. And the stuff I really want you guys to know about, I pretty much told you in the headlines on the promo graphic. So you could, like, Google that and have, like, the, what, what the show is really, like, for as far as, like, knowledge and stuff. But you don't get the hangout factor. Well, what's going to happen with this uh, vaccine, though? Is it going to be distributed they're, they're giving globally? It, they're giving it to folks all over Africa. They're tossing it out. They're injecting it in everybody. But there's still some controversy over it because, for one thing, supposedly only like four out of 10 people that contract malaria are like prevented with this vaccine. So it's kind of like 40% vaccine. Hmm. But I mean, it's a start. It's a lot better than a slap in the face for malaria. Absolutely. At least according to my tests. Run with it. Yeah. I mean, there's been enough malaria people I've slapped to be pretty conclusive on that. But, uh, so malaria handled and <laughs> that's a good response for the malaria. Thank you. <laughs> I'm turning the clappers down. I just keep getting surprised by these people that may or may not be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This whole malaria thing. I was like, Hey, let's look at this malaria article. It's just like a picture of a chair. Can they come up with a vaccine for the, the crappy Vegas, dry singer throat cough uh, allergy thing. Can we have that? You know, uh, there are plants from all over the whole world that people bring to this town just so they can all breed inside our lungs. Like there's just plants, little bits of them getting inside us and humping and making us all dry and coffee. That's what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when the wind acts up, tough to sing. Every time the wind happens here, I've got like breathing treatment time and like Listerine and cough drops. If you have any secrets, let us know. Yeah. Comment below wherever you're seeing this video. Yeah. Who's got the answer? Yeah. Who's got stuff for the dry wind? I know you're going to be talking about that bees, honey. (coughs) I know you're going to be talking about that bees, honey. But I mean, if the bees aren't climbing around all these plants from like the world here, I feel like we're only going to be like getting a touch of the bee situation. We need like really diverse bees to give us the honey pollen. I'm all about that. it. But I know I'm, I'm predicting that's going to be one already. I'm all about it. Oh, dang. Paul Casey. Thanks for hollering to have a great show. That reminds me also, there is an awesome thing happening called Las Vegas Car Stars. Let me show you everything besides that. Here we go. 
uh, chats going on. What up, Sarah? She's digging the new look. The new look's going to change probably every week. We're going to be messing with different camera angles all the time. So don't get too cozy with it. But Paul Casey is hosting something called Las Vegas Car Stars. And if you haven't seen this before, it is cars that travel on the Las Vegas Strip. They close the Strip temporarily for a parade. Huh. A parade? Uh, do you say parade or do you say parade? Uh, I like to... Parade. Yeah, right? I, I, that's too many syllables. You go parade? Parade. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, parade. No one's ever questioned it so as in praying past tense you yeah. prayed so there's these there's this instance of prayed car situation of okay what i didn't mention why the cars are special the cars that were in movies old movie cars cars that themselves are stars that's going on i want to see the batmobile the there's multiple batmobiles usually give me the old one so the old batmobile was there a few times <laughs> You know, different years we have different combinations of the eras of Batmobiles, but there's yeah. usually like two or three different Batmobiles. Nice. I'm not sure the Batmobile status this particular year, but there's a parade and there is an event on Fremont and there are two different days. Thursday is when... Is that Herbie the Love Bug? Yeah. The Herbie the Love oh, no, Bug. No, no, that's a Beatles car. Direct decorated for... Oh, Beatles. Abbey yeah, there's Road. a lot of Beatles regarding Abbey Road in front of the El Cortez. So there's a car car show action Thursday and the parade. It happens at 7 p.m. So May 9th, Thursday, May 9th. Write that action down because Waz, will you the be down? Be will you be down there baby oiled up and topless? Yeah, I'll be there around? with a video crew. I'm the video okay. dude for this. Okay. That's how I got connected to but it. But will you so. be topless with baby oil on? I will be, but I won't be on camera that no, way. No, no, no. So you'll have to just trust when you're seeing this footage right. that the person holding the camera is very oily and nude. <laughs> well, so just that, your torso. <laughs> when you see any you'll of have the... Tr- you'll have proper trousers the torso, on. Yeah, yeah, proper trousers. Okay. Yeah. Plaid. Excellent. So... Uh, you don't want your bullwinkle flopping around. I'm hoping that you picture both my bullwinkle <laughs> and my greasy torso. <clears throat> Behind the camera, when you see the YouTube footage of this, all the YouTube videos of these crazy events the last three, four years have been... That sprung up a memory once. My edits. Oh, is is it one of the uh, open mic memories? <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay, which one? <laughs> oh which God. particular open mic memory? Because I put you through hell. I put um, you through some awful open mic things. It was a place then called the Cheyenne Saloon. Oh, no. And the Cheyenne Saloon was way out on Rancho. Yeah, this one wasn't my fault. I know which one you're talking about. For some reason or another, <laughs> Waz decided to, to perform in his underpants. Okay, this wasn't the one I was thinking. And uh, Tony, the sound guy, proceeded to <laughs> oh, no. okay. unleash the oh. fire extinguisher on you during your performance. I was in sh- boxers in this one? Yeah, I didn't know this was were, one of the boxer ones. You stripped ones. down to your boxers. You were, you were, uh, I think you were in the middle of Dance Dance Revolution, having a time. <laughs> and for some reason, it was like the gong show. It he came shut up, down the show. Well, yeah, that fire extinguisher <laughs> stuff filled the entire room. Yes. Covered everybody's gear with that white pasty dust. But it was, Uh-oh. it created a memory loss. It was kind of tasted like artificial sweetener, right? It was bizarre. If you haven't tasted fire extinguisher dust... <laughs> <laughs> you have not lived. You've got to tell your friends about this particular show, about the Greasy Conversation podcast, because there's people around you that haven't tasted fire extinguisher dust. 
Well, my challenge is if there's uh, any acoustic open mic nights for a performer to go in top was, do it in your underpants and yeah. see if you can get hit with the fire extinguisher. Underpants challenge. The underpants challenge. Underpants. You know, watch out for that fly hole. I'll tell you what. That hole for the fly. <laughs> that sneaks up on you. But, okay. The, I, there's more to this Car Stars thing. There's the party going on at Fremont on Friday, too. So just go to LasVegasCarStars.com or just look up Las Vegas Car Stars and Google. You'll be taken all the way there. And do yourself a favor, because that's coming up soon. And it's a piece of Las Vegas culture that you don't want to miss out on. You said May 9th is the, the parade. That's the parade. And how long does the event run? Um, the event on Fremont's like a 45-minute little thing. But the cars are there for several hours over those cool. three days for people to come and enjoy at any time, take pictures with them, take pictures with cars that were in movies. I'm talking, uh, I can't guarantee which ones will be at this particular event, but we've had all the Batmobiles. We've had, um, we had 11 um, uh, Back to the Future cars once, DeLoreans. Wow. <laughs> those are the DeLorean year. Uh, that was the anniversary of Back to the Future. We've had uh, Smokey and the Bandit car, that, that red one from Starsky and, and Hooch or whatever, Turner and Hooch, Starsky. I like it. Can, we, look, can we make trouble? I like to, you know how I like to make trouble? Like troubles in like higher frequencies? or No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm going to authorize. Uh-oh. Can we go to a shot of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got his hand on the, on the, the Tabor. Tabor headphones by your, Kicker Your Personal show Auto. will give away one set of these. To anybody who steals one of the cars from the show and <laughs> brings it here to the station. Can we do that? Yeah, I don't care if you had to like talk to the owner to pull that off. You've got to schedule it to where I get a camera to that, though. Otherwise, you're just like <laughs> causing you trouble. You go out one day, and then you get the Starsky and Hutch car parked out yeah. front. Everybody's wanting their headphones. No, I think get, this is a good contest. I'll get a text from Jay <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> Shut that idiot up. I just yeah. like to make trouble. I'd like, to, I'd like to say that nothing on this show is guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Remember how we said to fact check your news? Yeah, double check that. Right, that's too. part of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't oh, you don't have to fact check our like, other promotions, like uh, 10% off at Naked City Pizza if you mention RadioVegas.rocks. RadioVegas.rocks, who you mention. Or the Brothers Pizza. You've got two different pizza options, but it's the one... On South Rainbow Brothers Pizza. Never been. I'll have to try it out. Yeah. They're uh, a new family to the fold. And they've been very good to us. They've been keeping Jay hella fed. Nice. Yeah. Someone's got to feed that poor man. He, so. He's turned us on to a couple of cool restaurants over the years. So right? go check these guys out. Pinche's Tacos is another one. If you mention RadioVegas.rocks at Pinche's Tacos. <coughs> and Where's that at? So there's one uh, on... Uh, in the Gramercy building hmm. that's on uh, Russell, Russell in the 215. Okay. But there's a few of them, but that one particularly, you order yourself a blood orange margarita and you can get a free gringo loco taco. Look it's got you. like this shreddy meat in it. This chicken. That's, that's for shreddy meat right up. there. Come on. Okay. Next time you feel like clap time, get one of these, these, these guys, they emphasize things too. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna let the guests push the buttons. <laughs> I like to have the buttons. No, get get adventurous though. Like check this one out. This is this is the submarine of knowledge. 
about season three. I got kind of abusive on the submarine of knowledge. We were in the submarine that is impressive. of knowledge a few times. That is quite impressive. But we do that. We learn. There's there's some buildy uppies. Like here we got. I'm acting like I remember where these are. Let's check this out. There is a phone. Did you know this phone folds in half? But like the screen folds too. Are you familiar with the fold? The foldy phone? The Samsung? Yes. Foldy Joe? Yeah. So old foldy Joe by <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> Have you heard about the controversy from the, the review units of this thing? No, I haven't. Okay. So and the, I'm actually looking for a new phone. I've got this. <laughs> I've, I'm on an iPhone 6 Plus and it sucks. It's uh, so old. It not even the work. 6S. I have the same fella, but the, but the S. It blows. Well, this might be your next option if you're willing to put up with. The foldy phone. Yeah. Now, the folding time itself is great. You see, you get basically like a tablet. You don't see the seam very much. That's a phone. That's okay. a phone. And All see, right. it folds. Interesting. And there's a little screen in there. But in order to fold, it's not glass. It's like bendy plastics and like metals. Hmm. And there's a layer that when you get this phone, you peel off like that normal protector like you get all the time. But then there's another one that you don't peel off. And a high percentage of the people that got review units for this phone, boy. they peeled that one off too. No boy. And the moment you start to peel the edge of it, a lot of their screens broke like then. They started getting lines and stuff. Some people had them last like a day and then flickery, breaky. People read the instructions. They're there for a reason. Unfortunately. Don't be shy with the instructions. They weren't there on the review units. <laughs> so Samsung wasn't super clear on this final layer that you're not supposed to remove. And nor did it have like any pull tab or anything. It just looked like, oh, there's another thing. Nah. You know what sort of I leave the film on all my stuff? Yeah. Like I have two, two separate pieces of gear from Fractal. What are they? The Fractal Axe Effects. I've had that for. Some Is that time. like a, a guitar multi effect? Yeah, it's a, a, a modeler and signal processor and multi effects unit, but uh-huh. I always leave a little film on the window. Is that, is that weird? Well, whenever, is that wrong? whenever it's a screen, uh, I do the same thing because. Uh, I don't, you know, put fingerprints I, on it. And I want to protect screens, but whenever it's... Um, what if I go to resell it? Now I go, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. it still has the film on the window. People no go, scratches wow. on the screen. Right. Totally. Have you seen, speaking of effects, I can... There's not that much more to talk about the foldy phone other than Samsung's going to wait a minute on that. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they're going to pump the brakes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Have you seen Korg's new tubes? This is like not no. new. Mm-mm. Really? Okay. This is something that tripped me out a little bit ago, and uh, we'll revisit it real quick okay. for you guys that probably didn't catch it. I, I talked about these a second ago last season, but it was like way earlier in last season. What Korg did, and what you're looking at here, is like a vacuum fluorescent display that you would see on like a VCR or like, right. you know, Chevy cars up until a few years ago, the tachometer would be like blue and the radio uh, some Ford radios too, or like old clock radios when it was like this kind of seafoam colored blue. And you look really close at it and there's like a grid, like a screen over there. And huh. it's actually a kind of a vacuum tube display. It just stayed popular. Interesting. It's called a vacuum fluorescent display. And those are still used in some, some products, 
but Korg had the idea of sending sound through them. So they worked with mm. a vacuum fluorescent screen manufacturer and seems like a Waz thing. Yeah. Right. Like let's put sound through it and uh, that's it. They, they, so there's all these products. You can get a development kit is this is high voltage, just like a vacuum tube, but it's characteristics aren't exactly like a vacuum tube. So there's a development kit, there's pedals, there's uh, all kinds of like infrastructure for this thing. It's really cool crazy. looking and it's got its own kind of sound. There's microphonics, just like a tube, like you can tap on it and hear like jing jangliness. If you're not familiar with how a tube works, okay, just briefly, a little science moment. Well, science moment, let's do it. Yeah, you've got a heater and science moment. There you go. That was perfect for that. Well done. Brought to you by Kicker. Yeah, the Kicker science moment. So in a tube, you have three parts. Uh, British people call tube a valve. Okay, and because right. of that, it's yeah. basically a valve for electricity, as are transistors. So you have a place for the electricity to go and a place the electricity comes from and a screen in between. A, and okay, you say a screen in a between. A grid. That okay. screen in between is called a grid on a tube. Gotcha. So in a tube, the heater is uh, where electrons can leave from and they can go to this part called the plate. But there's this screen in the way. There's this grid in the way. And if the grid has one electrical potential, the electrons flow to the plate. If it has the other, they don't. And anywhere between. The grid's basically like your handle on the valve. Gotcha. So you have little tubes stacked along. You know this already, though. Actually, so I, I appreciate don't. the gotcha. No, no, I don't, man. I am completely... But I'm going to be learning. Totally, <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest with you, Waz. I can barely string a guitar. <laughs> Seriously, it makes me wonder, like, how early did you get crazy good at guitar that people just do this stuff? Where they give you guitars, they give you amps. I was seven years old up. when I woke up one day and could play. <laughs> but because I wasn't, I didn't have a teacher, or I didn't go to school for it. I'm completely ignorant to how a guitar works. <laughs> I mean, even the process of swapping out pickups and tone pots and all, all it, I'm baffled by all of it. It's all sorcery to me. But see, all this, I didn't get from like learning or any kind of formal education of it. It was all poverty. Now check this out. Ooh, check Waz, out moments. This is for the folks that don't know at home. Waz <sighs> is a genius. Oh, well, you know, with electrical things, there's a, there's a touch of nah, handiness. No, 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 let's not be modest. <laughs> I, I, I know Waz turned a calculator into a beatbox. Oh, yeah. You can see that on the Greasy Conversation YouTube or on the Instagram. There's some instances of this, a graphics calculator being used for he would a couple show of drum samples. jam nights with an old Atari joystick <laughs> and make sounds with it. He's a genius. Don't let him kid you. Yeah, the Atari punk console. Right now, that's in possession of Montana Joe. If you want to look up Montana Jose or Montana, jo Montana Joe in LA, he's got a hold of that. He's using it. And there's... Uh, like an upcoming collaboration that I'm not allowed to talk with about with Reggie Watts. Uh, there's stuff he's doing. He's been talking with some other Tell people. Me. One of these that days, I'm like you legit, not supposed to talk about. But he's got my joystick. One of these days on your show, you've got to you've got to let everybody know about these crazy gizmos that you make, man. Okay, my Instagram. They're awesome. Look up Waz supposedly on Instagram, and I'm trickling them out. There's these little Instagram moments where it's either oh, like are? a okay. photo show or like a video that I edited to be snappy where I go through. In fact, 
I'd say uh, the best one. Oh, also greasyconversation.com. There's, you can go to these. There's a DIY section. So more fun facts to enjoy. There's a, there's a fresh one that you might not have seen that's a Timex Sinclair synthesizer. I have not seen that. <laughs> so, Timex Sinclair, it's a little tiny computer back in the day that was just worthless for everything. But I used its keypad to control an Arduino that's doing just raw square wave oscillations into a karaoke uh, reverb. The wow. little board that's supposed to be for a karaoke machine gives it some reverb. But the programming in the Arduino that I figured out lets it do arpeggiations and like a rudimentary flange kind of thing and some, some Atari-like sound effects. The arpeggiations, though, are the sickest. I also <laughs> made one in another old calculator. That's on Instagram, too. So, yeah, fun. It was always interesting science. to have Waz show up <laughs> at the jam night. And, and, you know, every now and again, he had this new instrument that he would unleash and it made it it made it super fun man the the funnest the, the, the god it's cringy to talk about it right now but there's this and i still have it it's gonna be in some streams and some stuff soon but i took this flanger and uh modded it to feed back on itself extra and then there's this big clunky knob that would go to different values so it basically just go <laughs> With no like pitch or anything, it was just a really unique, just, uh, just a random, like a, yeah, but with more like, <laughs> very accurately like that sound, which impressed me. It's like this person making a, a cat sound. Um, so I would just stomp on it, like on like, uh, okay, every fourth measure, fourth beat would be emphasized by this. Nice. Just wrote it into the song. To this day, I don't know what song I wrote into or how it possibly could have had any meaningful musical value in that moment. <laughs> it's just weird shit for yeah, sake everybody of... Everybody go check that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's a genius. And there's like musical things now you can Which do you out. prefer, a uh, genius? Because I referred to you... To people as a genius. And I'll take it. Or a mad scientist. That's much more accurate. When you used to have the big, remember when you had the big hair, you were very mad scientist-y. Yeah, and some of it's still tucked under here. I've just no, got... No, you can, it's there still, but you used little, to have big hair. i got hair. lesbian hair right now, for, for yeah. better or for worse. Going with the Rachel Maddow look? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you guys. So we're checking out the Korg. I'm definitely going to look into that. And now, how would I use that with my guitar setup? You just stick it in there. See? <coughs> no, for people that aren't looking, it's a chip. You're not going to do much with it. No. But there's a, there's a development kit if you want to design your own pedal, because I'm sure that's up your alley. But there's also uh, things by... You promised. We would not talk <laughs> about my alley on the show. You promised me. It's true. I did a I did a alley oopsie. Alley oopsie! Whoa, that was accidental. So check it out. This is okay, a little so buddy... We were talking about Tube Screamer. So that's employing the new tube technology. Yeah, this okay. is a Tube Screamer with a Korg new tube in it. Interesting. Yeah. How much is that going for? It's going for... Let's learn together. That looks like a newer Tube Screamer, though. It's not the traditional green. No, got to be new to have that new tube situation. 249 of the dollars of the United States. I'm going to pass. I know. I'm going to pass. The development But I would be interested. I would be interested in hearing Let's make one. Let's just make our own. Why don't we? Just like a tube screamer with a new tube signal path in it. Look out, you guys. New product from Crazy Conversation. You know what I could actually use, Waz? I don't know if this is something that you could do. 
is to uh, clone a clon. Clon? Clon is a, a pedal. It's a, a very transparent overdrive, a boost, not an overdrive. They go for $2,000 now. It's oh, it's just most, a transparent? It's one of the most sought-after pedals, though. They sound amazing. But if it's transparent, how does it sound amazing? This is like what it does. Some, breaks my head. I know. Me too. Like, and when I played through one, I was like, oh, I gotta have You one. know what sounds more transparent than anything? A cable. Just a, just a cable. Nothing, nothing fucks with that. Here's what's crazy, man. I, I did a test at NAMM, um, and the crappiest cheapest guitar cable like when you buy a shit guitar your guitar center it comes with an allen wrench and a cable yeah molded ends they're not that different than a hundred dollar cable you're far from the first person i've had like grudgingly reveal this I to mean, me they, yeah. they put it on a computer and they were following all the little movement and it, they're not that different and yeah. as a matter of fact durability is a thing but du- durability aside just durability aside i'm talking sound quality the sound just goes some through that cats shit. preferred the shit cable <laughs> no, they like chose it. They chose it <laughs> without, you know, just, just by playing through it and hearing it. They were like, like ooh, I like that second cable the best. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it means that if it did have any flaws or degradation, <laughs> sometimes those kind of warm up the sound, particularly if you're familiar with even order harmonics. It's like second, fourth, sixth, eighth harmonic. When those are emphasized, <laughs> uh, you get treble detail uh, that your ears are able to hear. You're able to hallucinate clarity in the bass based on the harmonics did, of the bass did everybody just tune out now that we're geeking out <laughs> do, can we tell no are we boring the people well, let me check the gauge because I, I i could talk gear all day long with you man no we're gonna we're gonna ride the edge of it <laughs> you know we're gonna tickle the side like prom night <laughs> okay but we have to take a little commercial break actually oh yeah we'll pause for the cause we'll pause for the cause pay a couple bills um, remember these people, you make sure you tell them that you heard about this regarding radio Vegas.rocks. Hey, realtors, are you looking for a new or unique way to sell a house or property? Counting <laughs> Tiger Studios comes from creator Blaine. Tiger Studios comes from creator Blaine Children. How about an idea that you have for a new car or travel commercial? Maybe you're working on a movie that just needs some amazing aerial shots. With Bouncing Tiger Studios, you can get those breathtaking aerials along with some elegant edits with superb direction for that movie commercial or real estate property that you're trying to sell if you can imagine it they can elevate your production shot in 4k bouncing tiger studios lets you create with limitless possibilities bouncing tiger studios they're just getting started for more information visit them online at bouncingtigerstudios.co or visit them on Facebook. Bounce that tiger. Bounce him. That's right. Who are we waiting on again? Damn. Oh, really? So we can hear him talk about getting naked again? Guys, guys, you wouldn't believe the amazing weekend I had this weekend. You got naked? Yeah, I went out on this date with this chick. All of a sudden, we went to the movies, and then all of a sudden, guess what? You got naked. Yeah, and then the next day, look at the French braid in my hair. I went to my niece's birthday party, and guess what happened after that? You got naked? Yeah, and then, oddly, oddly enough, the next day, I was playing bridge with my mom and her friends, and then right after that, guess what happened? You, you got, got naked. naked. Yeah, 
right? How did you guys know this? You know what? Tell you the truth, I'm actually kind of feeling hungry right now. What do you guys say we get naked? Why do you want to get naked to eat again? Oh, that's so weird. Who said anything about getting naked? I want to get pizza. Visit NakedCityLV.com for the location nearest you. Please wear pants. Is the pants is the bigger issue? There's it's, it's, plenty of people that look great without a shirt, but pants things get there's like sanitary. What about Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh, there's there's metaphoric pants made of his own fur. If you can grow enough fur to just like look like pants, just buzz around with no trousers. <laughs> handled, here's the thing, I feel like that's. That's the takeaway for this episode is like, just really grow things seriously and you can get away with the no pants. All right. That's like a real answer. That's a real way to go about life. I think you've got that. You could take that to the bank. You don't need to Google that, right? You, <laughs> you can get that. kicked right out of the taking that to the bank. <laughs> kicked right out of the bank. Oh my. Okay. We've got, uh, that's right. It's time. For the greasy conversation talk show. Whoa, the intensity stops and I'm still talking that way. Anyway, <laughs> RadioVegas.rocks makes it happen. We're about to show you cute things. Cute thing alert. Get ready. In this, in this instance of cute ass tech, we've got the Kiwi robot. Do you know what the Kiwi robot does? I do not. Yeah, we're reacting to things. This is the funnest part is like getting to show you what I'm excited about right now. And I'm excited about this little doodle because he brings you food. It's a delivery really? robot. Yeah. You can see his little, his eyes are closed right now. He's like, he closed his eyes for the photo. Why'd they use this photo? Uh-oh. You're not supposed to use eyes closed photos. So anyway, this little fella. Now when you say it brings you food, food from a restaurant? That's correct. Hmm. This is not showing you anything useful. Do you trust robots? Talking. Let me ask you that. Well, do you, you, you do think you it's going to spit in your food? <laughs> you trust robots? I trust I trust robots by default. Robots. <clears throat> There's a default trust, but it's not like universal. I mean, if it's going to bring the food on time and the food's hot. Yeah. I mean, it can probably hot. like keep the food hot. How many times have you ordered pizza and you tell them, I want the crushed red pepper in there? Right? Like in there? <laughs> The packets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a little Parmesan. And the guy shows up and he goes, oops. Well, if you were like... Shouldn't that guy have that in his vehicle like, at all time? <laughs> that, that you're running into another issue here. Oops. The, sometimes the drivers that have the packets in their vehicle are in their pockets. The packets aren't in the cleanest situation. Put them in a Ziploc, man. I have some consideration. But right. to, to have the guy say, Keeping them in a Ziploc, okay, you got a moment there. <coughs> you, got a, you got an idea there. But let's say you get some like mystery packets that are like, they're not, the white part of the packet isn't white anymore. The, no, no, the no, dust no. inside comes out in like chips no, instead no, of like. Pitch that out. Yeah, yeah. Pitch that. This little fella is going to keep that stuff nice. This random chunk of text I'm showing you instead of this picture of the robot. That's going to keep. Look, at, he's got to have like a, like a little between his wheels, a little crotch pocket to store that stuff. So where's, where's the beta market for this thing? Is it still in beta phase? or? Yeah, they're doing it at UC Berkeley. If you're a student okay. at UC Berkeley, this little Kiwi fella is probably already familiar to you. <coughs> I like that it has like off-road tires. It looks like an RC car. 
It's doing I'm wicked just, jumps, taking you your food. I'm trying to picture this. So that will leave the, let's <laughs> just say guy. we order tacos. Yeah. They pack the tacos up into the guy there. Smash him into the top right there. They send him off. Out the door he goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Say 20, 30 minutes later, he comes buzzing up to the door. Buzzing up. That's how it works? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Probably like an hour and a half later, but something like that. A food delivery robot. <laughs> Delivering that food. Being Let's a try robot. It. The thing is, this is not the only <clears throat> cute thing I have. I have a, I have a straight-up segment right now of cute stuff. This. What do you think of this fella? This homeboy. They probably have an ointment for it at CVS. <laughs> I think. That comes with a little comb. Ah. No. The, I mean, maybe the, that ointment would work. If you if you traveled back in the day when this thing roamed, no. So that's a sea creature. I'm, it's I'm, a sea creature. It's not a robot. It's like a multi crab. So people that can't see this, basically, I'll describe it for you excellently too. It's Please. got it's basically all eyes, two big like Disney style cartoon eyes, and then like just pinchers all around. It's like just eyes and and grabby grabby pinchies. Kind of looks like something uh, from a Star Wars flick, right? Yeah. It's like the cutest thing that I can imagine being covered in so many pinching parts. Because <laughs> other things I've seen that are equally pinchy were never as cute. Yeah, like a regular crab. They have those yeah. weird kind of antenna eyes. You can barely tell where the eye situation is. This... At least you know this guy's looking at you. Nah, it's for sure. And, and but how do you tell if he's upset? The, the pinchings. Well, he looks nice, though. Yeah, but I mean, he'll pinch you if he's upset. He'll well, get to you. I'm not going to get that close to him. He'll find I'm his way to you. His, I'm going to gauge his uh, reaction to me before I approach him. If you think you can fight him off, if you think you can keep that fellow away from you. Now, from the picture, we can't tell how, how, <laughs> how large of a is, Yeah, I thought that'd that? be an upcoming question. Is it a crotch Let's cricket size that. or is We've it We've got a, someone holding, holding a specimen. Oh, it's just that old fellow. I'm threatening. No, no. But it's bigger than a crotch cricket. Absolutely. <laughs> if you woke up after prom night with that guy hanging around your bullwinkle, you'd <laughs> yes. be in trouble. That's what I called my motorcycle, the crotch cricket. silent but deadly my friend in uh, Los Angeles had a punk I helped him put this together it was a punk mariachi band that sounds excellent they dressed like mariachis but played all punk rock music black flag like mariachis and they were called Gallo and the Crotch Crickets (laughs) (laughs) nice Man, shout out to Latino Batman, though, which, which is did, not that, but it reminds me of that. It didn't catch on. And then, uh, you know, then several years ago, we got Metal, Metal Machi. What's it called? Oh, Metal Machi. Metal Hibachi. It's kind of the same thing, but yeah. These guys were way ahead of their time. <laughs> have you heard uh, Latino Batman? I have not. It's a real band and they're great. Latino Batman. Yeah, it's simple as that. La musica, la musica, la school in the gang. Cool in the gang? <laughs> Whoa. Those are the creepy crawlies. That sound is what this animal makes. He is interesting. Yeah, that's our cute stuff segment, you guys. Cute fossils. <coughs> hey, next time you're talking to someone that appreciates cute things, you can talk about this multi-crab. Uh, we have an idea what the typical crab looks like, and these new fossils break all those rules. Look, you can't find it under multi-crab. Just look up chimera crab fossil. Chimera crab fossil. I, I challenge you at some point uh, during season four to do a, a, a segment on the Ram Ferencus. What's that? It's kind of a pterodactyl kind of guy. 
Really? Let's yeah, look. Let's look at it. Well, yeah. How do you? Is it two words like ram furincus? That's just one word. Fur furincus. Let's see if Google's got. Oh, did you mean this? This fella. There he is. We're going there now. We're going to ram furincus. This guy's. That's that's the OG pterodactyl, isn't that's it? Insane, man. That's like pterodactyl Jones here. Yeah, yeah. I want. I'm gonna do a, a, an all instrumental guitar album, and the title is gonna be Ram Furincus. Because nobody knows what he is. Awesome. You say pterodactyl, people go, oh, yeah, I know what he is. Yeah, but you see this particular one? Oh, man, especially, let me show you guys this this particular You can't tell which one I'm gesturing at. This one in the middle here, this guy with the, the missile under his arm. Yeah, you don't want to dick around with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if he's buzzing the hood of your car, you're in trouble. Oh, man, bring it back. Hey, have you heard about CRISPR? Hmm. I'm not saying that like this is 100% turning into a science show. But like at least like more than half because I've got the most exciting, like I dare say the, the most exciting scientific thing within 10 years. More exciting than the discovery of the Higgs boson. Okay. More exciting than the Samsung folding phone is CRISPR. What CRISPR is, is an E. coli bacteria fella that it's in the family. It's not like ordinary get your barf and E. coli. But this guy will go and find a string of DNA and replace it with another string. So it's like copy and paste for DNA. Hmm. So they get these carrier bacterias. They program them. They load them up with their little backpacks for school uh, and they tell them what to sniff out. They let them smell the underwear of the DNA that they're going to find. They find that. They track down that scent. They open up their little book bags and they swap it out. So you can say, find this string of code that makes your baby stupid shaped. And the the CRISPR will go in there, go into your baby and um, change that string to a string of data from a non-stupid shaped baby. And you've like cured stupid shapism. All right. So rewind 20 minutes ago. Can we get the CRISPR to fix the Vegas Singer cough, dry throat, yeah. allergy. Can we make that work? Yeah, well, CRISPR, because there's people that and live in this town. And it'll also do a clon pedal all at once. <laughs> Bacteria pedal. Right. Okay. It'll, no, it'll go in and clone itself. I could, <laughs> I could throw any pedal down and go, clon. And then now it's a clon. I feel like we've got two separate products here that are both valuable. Yeah. So we've got this technology cloner. You like smear this cream on your laptop and you're like, learn. There you go. And then you come back the next day and there's this like melty, limp laptop there. <laughs> you come back in another week after you splash water on it. You have to keep spraying water on it, right? It's like Maybe, a mogwai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have to like sprinkle some dust on it like you do with sea monkeys, like the sea monkey food. Did you know the sea monkey food is the sea monkeys? No. Get this. They send you like just boring ass water that's just purified and say the sea monkeys are in there and you pour the packet in and it feeds them and they spontaneously sea monkey up. The wow. packet has the dried sea monkeys in it. That's crazy. Yeah, they lie to you in the sea monkey time. Okay, that's the science overloads going on right now. I like it, I like it. Right? Enjoy it. Yes. Okay, so maybe this is a preview of what the show is becoming in this episode. But there's going to be there's going to be a little bit more of uh, Greg's baloney going on in the next episodes. It's a shame you have to come back with our co-host too. Sure. Shout out to him. We wouldn't have any of these news articles except maybe two or three of them if it weren't for Greg. And also Ange Kerfoot is also a constant source of juicy news. 
for the show. And for them? That's right. Appropriate. Absolutely. (laughs) Good use of the clappings. All right, let's look at one more fun thing. So there's your Ramphoricus. He's your new buddy, right? Ramphoricus is my boy. Okay, here's the other challenge. Okay. Anybody gets a tattoo of a Ramphoricus <laughs> yeah! comes out of the show, we'll get some kickers. Can we do that? Oh, man. No, I totally can't, can't do that. <laughs> How about the empty box? I don't know what kind of sponsorship you think we have. but I don't know. I think this is a highbrow show, man. Okay, real talk, though. I did get free headphones. Kicker is awesome uh, and did hook us up. And, like, I'm one of the few. But, like, most people don't get free headphones. <laughs> I say we get their promo department on the phone. Though. Do a crazy contest, man. Yeah. That's, you know what? Oh, no, I can't talk about You got me all excited. There's- I mean, if anybody had the sack to go get a tattoo of a Ram Frankus on their person, they deserve some headphones. Yeah. Kicker. <laughs> Especially, well, here's the thing. If you get a tattoo a, of a Ramfrinkus and it's wearing, wearing the headphones. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. If it's wearing kicker headphones and you can see the K of the kicker logo, I will let's, buy you a pair. Let's yes. get them on the phone. Let's yeah. get kicker on. This is great. Kicker will play with that, I guarantee. Yeah, but we have some crazy promotions going on with this station yet that I can't even like talk about yet. But one of them has to do with like a big classic rock band that we're going to be giving away tickets that are like, go up and like lick their sweat closeness to this band. You'd be close enough to scare the band. Close enough that you could affect the performance negatively. Wow. <laughs> that level of trust. Interesting. Stay tuned. Then. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon. Stay tuned to RadioVegas.rocks for that. Also, it's a good time to mention to stay tuned after this show for a little show called Two Clueless Dudes. You'll be able to see that on... Um, if you're already tuned into RadioVegas.rocks, that's a website. Pop that in your browser. But also, you can look at these fellas um, if you check out the tasty brand new YouTube channel and also even younger Twitch channel for RadioVegas.rocks. Just the catch is you got to type in RadioVegas.rocks as one word for YouTube to know what's up with you right now. So RadioVegas.rocks as one word. So that's epic, right? Nice reverb, man. Yeah. I chose it. <laughs> so I think we're done with adorableness after one more fella. This is my adorable moment. Conclusion. Get ready. <laughs> I'm so excited to show you this fella because I think people have a, a missed opportunity in the description of it. This is it. Wow. I call it a rat-faced lion. My neighbor has one of those. Like a rat lion? Are you sure it's not just a regular rat that he's just neglected until it's become lion-sized? That guy right there looks very, very unpleased. He is surly. Ooh, this one, it's like they drew this picture of one that's like got a hernia or something. Doesn't he look like he's passing a kidney stone? Yeah, he's not not in the best state right there. So that's the sound they make. I would not... uh, I would not attempt to scratch him behind the ear. This thing is the size of a polar bear. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah, that's like Volkswagen size, like modern Volkswagen size. And what's his name? This is Jeff. This is... Jeff, uh, okay. I'm going to highlight the name for the visual people. You can look at that. But if you want to look this up and you're listening, just look at look up giant lion fossils. Discovered in a museum drawer. Part of the excitement of this is the fact that these fossils had already already been discovered. And they were just chilling in a museum drawer. Why? 
because of neglect and people not having the science to know it's a giant rat lion. So now we opened the drawer and we took a look. We're like, clearly this is a rat-faced lion <laughs> that roamed Africa gobbling up baby yeah, kids. Man, you want to stay out of his road. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I find bizarre? I, I was doing research for a, something I was writing. And you know how you'll click on one thing. You're looking for subject A. Yeah, you go down the hole. you'll find two or three things. And the next thing you know, it's the sun's coming up and you're off on a tangent. There were actually, this is a science moment for you. We're going to give you a... Yeah, a little science thingy. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's a complicated a one, yeah. Giants, for real. <laughs> we really had giants living We had, we had giant folks. And there is fossil evidence of them that has been hidden away. Where? Where were the giant people? Research of the Lovelock Giants here in Nevada. In Nevada? In Nevada. There was a tribe of giants that lived, and the uh, the Native Americans got fed up with them and uh, killed them. Wow. Okay, so how high how high is giant on this level? Seven to ten feet tall. Dang. Big dudes, like a bunch of shacks running around, but they were pissed off. Did they have two eyes? Or were yeah, they yeah, yeah, cyclops two eyes, two eyes. Okay, but there were actual fossils that we had, and then the Smithsonian came in, took them away, just like this fella. No way. So at some juncture, somebody's going to be fiddling through a drawer one day looking for a post-it note. Oh, or here's a, those giants we neglected. Right, or some whiteout, and then boom. <laughs> Surprise giant. giants. We will have a giant. Yes. Yeah, I perfect. Own, I got my own reverb, Yes. Man. See, this is, this is why I sat the guest here, folks. This is part of the, the change and growth. But now go ahead and look it up. This, is not, this is not science fiction hooey. We is, should. This so is, I, I get uh, to believe in. If the Lovelock. The Lovelock Giants. Lovelock Giants. The Native Americans forced them into a cave and burned them out. Lovelock Giants, you get a theme song till I get your pictures up. Whoa. Whoa. Dang. These are just a bunch of skulls. I'm not smooth. This is a lot of forehead brow time. <laughs> Look at like, smile now, cry later, guy. <laughs> What's this? They had smile now, cry later masks. They're like old vatos. Just some more uh, science stuff for you. I know what you is like this science. like clump of fur? This looks like a... I think that's a shoe or something. Is that oh, a shoe? Oh, man. Could be a shoe or a satchel. Maybe it was his purse. So this looks like a... Maybe the giant had a man purse. Some kind of mammal was killed and then you just put your foot in it and it's a shoe now. <laughs> See, the giants of Lovelock, man. I'm telling you. It's interesting reading. Ooh, is this a lady one? It's nice. a lady. Yeah. Check this out, you guys. Lady giant. Check her out. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that look like a... This picture reminds me like it was drawn from those uh, like heavy metal. Yes. What's a Frank Frazetta? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's like Frank Frazetta giants. Yeah, you would see those on the side of a van in the 70s, <laughs> right? With a, with a yeah. gargoyle. And... You ever heard yeah, of, she you looks ever... all right. I'd hit it. Have you ever heard of the band Wizard Sleeve? Wizard Sleeve? No. <laughs> That's great. Well, they, they're known for their sleeves. <laughs> I think people forget that about Wizards. That's like one of the most neglected right. attributes of them. Great, great unheard of band from the 70s. Right. Go, go dig up Wizard Sleeve. Media recommendation. Yeah, head down to Zia and ask for your <laughs> copy of... Uh, they're hard to find, but great prog, hard rock kind of... Yeah, prog. You, I think you would be into I Wizard like Sleeve. The, I like the progs. Yeah. Is this guy in Wizard Sleeve with his forehead? <laughs> this looks like someone just drew a bad picture. Like It's just a normal dude. Like This guy's from New Jersey. Just got that extra forehead. So just a bad haircut. So there's these ancient people with I bad haircuts. I see people at, the, at one of the local rock clubs that kind of look like that guy. Yeah. 
hanging on to the hair. Oh, man. Hanging it on. Okay. Now. <laughs> now. What are we doing next, Was? Talk to me. Next, it's commercial chug at time. Let's the do commercial it. chuggies. Get ready. Be sure to get your mix of music. Listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store. And check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. All right, listen up, Radio Vegas.rocks listeners. I want to tell you about Brothers Pizza. Brothers Pizza is located at 7575 South Rainbow. They are awesome. They're the home of the 30-inch pizza. That's right, 30 inches. You've got to see this thing. It's enormous. Every Tuesday is wing night. You get 50-cent wings every Tuesday at Brothers Pizza. 7575 South Rainbow. They've got all kinds of great deals like the 16-inch one-topping pickup special for $7.99. What I like about them is they're open late. Sunday through Thursday, they're open till 1 a.m. Friday and Saturday, open till 3 a.m. You gotta love that about a pizza place here in Las Vegas. And they do deliveries as well. They are in a fantastic place. You gotta go visit them. 7575 South Rainbow. Let them know you heard about it on RadioVegas.rocks. They are fantastic. Go there. Check them out now. Maybe I'll meet you there. 3 a.m.? My goodness. 3 a.m.? You that's can have a, pizza up until 3 a.m. with a Brothers Pizza. It's a musician's delight, man. Heck yes. Remember, South Rainbow. There's two locations. You go to that South Rainbow location, and they're ready. And it's not one of them turdy cardboard pizzas that you get at one of yeah. these junk joints, right? No, nah, it's got the squish. God, you geez. want that pizza with the squish Pizza. It's like being in New York. Pizza at 3 in the morning. Yeah. But it's like thicker than that New York situation. Hey. Okay, one more. This one's close to my heart. Get ready. This is our buddies at Hempworks. Hey, have you guys ever heard about Hempworks? I have. It's the highest quality hemp-derived CBD oil you can get. They have 11 incredible hemp-derived CBD products in the Hempworks brand. The products consist of six tinctures, three topicals, and two pet products, which all utilize CO2-extracted hemp oil grown in Kentucky. That's the good stuff. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee, so it's totally risk-free. If you don't like it, money-back guaranteed. Contact Heather B. Centers on Facebook or happyhealthyfamily5 at gmail.com and get your hemp work CBD oil today. Like, oh, okay, this is a fun fact. We we're talking about how steady as she goes. Other raconteurs was behind the hemp works commercial. A kind, down, of, kind of a sludgy version. Yeah, that. like a sludge. Love something. It's a homage. It's a, like an homage, yeah. Like a rack and tours homage. So the we're fully licensed at RadioVegas.rocks, like ASCAP, BMI, CSAC to like play music. But my show is like rebellious of that. Just because the video streaming places like Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, the moment like something copyrighted pops up on those streams, yeah, they, it's, they, they cut that out. They're like, we don't know how to deal with this. Even though you've got, they, they can't check our licenses yet. Right. There's not like a situation for that. That's why when you listen to the next show, if you're looking at the video feed, you won't hear audio from it, but you'll get the audio at radiovegas.rocks. But the other fun thing about that is if you listen to radiovegas.rocks on the reg, you will hear some of the raddest, um, 
music you probably won't hear anywhere else because it's difficult for places to play music kind of off of the mainstream without these licensing issues handled. Perfect examples of that. If you go to RadioVegas.rocks and you find the time for shows like uh, Freakmaster, Freakmaster's show is on uh, yesterday, but like next week's yesterday, uh, he plays some really rad stuff. You understand next week's yesterday. Absolutely. He busts out some rad stuff that's not just in the classic rock pocket, but like also classic R&B, like mm. uh, soul school stuff that you wouldn't expect. That was like those club bangers of another your, but like the kind that are so cool and so legendary that even someone that like looks like a biker would like these. Crazy. And Freakmaster does. He looks bikery. Well, Bless his heart. How do you find new music these days, Was? I find my new music through Patrick Pulsar Trout's show. Um, now, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I want to say he's like Wednesday, but don't quote me. Look up the schedule, RadioVegas.rocks. You find Patrick Pulsar Trout's show. He's been on the station for uh, a short amount of time, but he's been on the scene in Las Vegas as a booker like since this guy was in high school. Um, so he's just been a, a known name for the cool shows. And when it comes to stuff in the rock category, he's introduced me to some rad stuff. For example, there's a local band called, let's see, I, I think I got this one. You know what? I, I think I'm going to space on it because okay. I lined up too many things in a row to remember the name of this local band. Pulsar. So he works hard. He, he's one of those cats that's, uh, Super dedicated to the music scene. Yeah, he's bust out stuff from Australia, uh, from all over. Um, a ton of rad female-fronted acts, too, that I think are too often neglected uh, as a thing, but like hella excellent as well. It's just a really balanced show that he puts together some great music for that music pocket. But One right thing now, I will say, though, I wish he would book my country band. He always, uh, he always posts things on Facebook that he needs a country band, and I write to him, and he doesn't reply. It's, like, it's, a, it's a good band. I mean, look. Yeah, yeah. That, those, Patrick, if you're out there, come on. Ghost Town Riders, man. Ghost Town Riders, you guys. I mean, just the name alone. Doesn't it tickle you? It's just right. Right? I swear, I think I remember when you first named it that, and this came up in conversation. I was like, yes. It's a cool name. It's proper. I mean, the imagery is badass. Like, ghosty horses running through a desert. Come on, man. Dude, ghosty horses. Ghosty horses, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So enough- Maybe that should have been the name. Maybe if I called it ghosty horses, then I would be, uh, he'd be all over it. That, that might be the trick. I mean, this, this is an album name, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever do like, okay, your reject band names as an album name? Well, yeah, Ramparinkus is going to be the Ramparinkus! going to be my uh, guitar instrumental. I got, I got one that like went through a pattern of, have you ever had a name that like you played with it for so long as an album name that like delayed the release of an album? Dude, it's okay. This is a funny story. Okay, inside joke. Inside, inside baseball moment real quick. Okay, this Ange Kerfoot album uh, that's Ange Kerfoot and Waz supposedly combo, uh, versus co-production thing. It's actually a big deal for us because even though she's had like four albums that I've helped like master or maybe done like the vocal mixing, but they've been her beats. And uh, we've done like a a couple one-offs that she might've sang on one of my beats or she's been cameoed in some of my stuff. But this one, we actually produced it together. And as we were working on it, the whole time we were calling it Trumpster Babies. 
<laughs> oh my. We even did some promo. And at first we were even thinking of like, that is an artist name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like piles of controversy. <laughs> You're going to have some people that love it and some people are going to hate it. Yes. Just like anything else. Well, we asked all our friends, we told everybody, and most people uh, either completely hated it and questioned why we'd even uh, reference something like dumpster babies if you didn't get like the the pun right. of that. <laughs> and others just didn't want to hear Trump's like reference at all whatsoever. And we didn't feel like we were like promoting or discouraging. It felt like it was like neutral to us. But what happened? And we thought, okay, so if someone like likes Trump, they'll think we're like positive and if they don't like him we'll think it's like a mockery of him right. people just we thought that you could people, zero in on both crowds from feeling out our friends it seemed to be the opposite no that we were just against them in every way but then <laughs> so like delayed even the work on the album with the with our like mixed feelings <clears throat> on but that part of this kind of made us love it more so it's easy to like okay that means it's actually perfect right absolutely <laughs> so was it um Somebody famous might have been P.T. Barnum that said, "If you want to, uh, you want to have something be big and famous, offend the most people that you can." <laughs> it's a move. I do say that I like the idea of polarizing content that has heart. Uh, a perfect example: of this would be I love albums where uh, there I don't like every song. There's songs I have to skip because I don't like them, but there's songs on the album that. I love more than anything I can find on, say, an album where I like all of the songs, okay. but I love none of them. That's a gotcha. thing. If you don't take risks and make something that's not for everybody, you can't make something that's <clears throat> hella for certain people. That's interesting because you and I grew up in a period of time when you would put a record on and listen to the whole record. It was mm. an experience, right? Yeah, now for kids sure. just grab songs, cherry pick them, which is more akin to the '50s. Singles were big in the '50s. It is much more like that. I'm an album guy. Like when I was a kid, and and, and I saw Kiss for the first time on an album cover, I lost my mind. The neighbor I, kid down the street had it, and I, and I begged my parents, "Oh my god, you got to get this! This is the greatest thing in the world." My father looked at it and says, "Fucking clowns." <laughs> and he handed me a Beatles record, so just go listen to this. You'll be fine. Also good. <clears throat> Great. But I've I've but a thought it on didn't both have of those. that. It didn't have that. By the time Kiss Alive came out, that double gate fold <laughs> with the handwritten <laughs> letters from each member and it had a book in it. It was like a, it was a you could sit with that thing for hours. I did. Have you seen the album, the record album for Emerson Lake and Palmer Brain Salad Surgery? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> It was a whole thing, though. Yeah, it was an event. Like right. you, you, it was an item that you sat down with and you thought about. You saw like the person and the metal skull thing and brain salad surgery. It gave you something to look at when you were yeah. Because we didn't, you know, we're dating ourselves. We're old farts, you and I. But no, this is something that's missing that I think some people are trying to bring back. Um, there's, I believe, there's more album art emphasis or at least album cover emphasis in modern music apps like Spotify, iTunes. There's more love for the album cover now, but it's just the cover. So uh, as far as a delivery method for like something to hang out with the album, that's still uncharted territory. Some people have done cool things where you go to their website 
and there's something cool to look at while you listen to it. One band did like a, a thing on their site where you could turn on and off the channels. Like you could listen to just the bass and drums if you wanted to mm. and, turn, and like do your own custom mixes. That's you listen cool. To it. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that idea. Uh, I've seen that done on YouTube where the video is actually different when you do that. There's some fun stuff, but I want to pedal back from this missing visual aspect to get to something that you said about album, uh, that album thing, because I think that a good and a bad thing happened in the album era. Uh, we look back on the era of albums, uh, you know, mournfully when we think about album artists Album, uh, artists like Pink Floyd or Tool that could sure. put together an album experience. Yes. Perfect example. My mm-hmm. f- fucking favorite buddy is Yes, especially in the 70s. <clears throat> Look up Classic or Fragile or Close to the Edge is like two songs. Even um, in the in the 80s, late mid to late 80s, you had Queensryche doing these great yeah. concept albums where you had to listen to it from the beginning to the end. It told a story. For sure. And that's but not for everybody. Some these people are just album want... artists. Yeah. And what happened was a lot of artists that we might even consider among some of the greats that we love, that we dare might not want to say this about, kind of gamed that system. Or even if the artist didn't, the production and the machine behind them did. And they would push these artists to churn out baloney to fill an album and then push those A-sides. And that really killed the album more than any trend in technology or anything. Because what people were able to do with iTunes and with uh, Napster downloading individual MP3s and to just get the ones they wanted, it's a shame because it let people skip over a lot of bitch and album tracks that they didn't have put in front of them. But it was kind of a control take back uh, to get over these albums that were just fluff around good singles to begin with. You did have that. You had a lot, and it, you did have that in the fifties as well. <laughs> Some of these artists weren't capable of delivering an entire album that was great. Yeah. But could you imagine today a band like the Almond Brothers trying to get somewhere? <laughs> they would. Nobody would give them the time of day. No, I mean just long format songs. I feel like that's something that's missing, and uh, yeah, that way exactly. So that's long format songs are in this category of. Background music, and I hate saying the word background music because it seems to like connotate like a lesser quality of music. Like, oh, it's not good enough to be in the foreground, it just lives in the background. But background content, I think, is a growth point in media in general. I feel like one of the purposes of this very show that you're listening to, and one of the reasons why it's primarily audio and anything visually I bring up, I always describe and part of how it's formed and why it's two hours is it's meant to hang out with you. It's meant to keep you company while you clean the kitchen, while you're driving in the car. It's meant. So if you miss bits of it, you're not left out of the conversation. You're still playing. And I feel like that's missing in music too, that there's explosions in things like uh, lo-fi instrumental hip hop study beats. Like YouTube is always pushing at me these 24 hour channels of like, chill beats to study or relax to and that's these these streams these artists will release a mix to like three million uh plays uh neotic is a great one my favorite is the bootleg boy if you look up these youtube channels um, millions of plays to these things that are absolutely background music 
but in the best way. Like I will put them on to drive to, to hang out with. I'll put them on for a foreground situation, but they'll give me some space to think. It's not someone uh, blasting full loudness wars, everything compressed at max volume. I just wonder, is there a way to, to, to interact with the listeners right now? Who, who's, who's with us? Because Let's see who's chatting right I, now. I have found for me, I don't have the experience much anymore where I can actually just put something on and dedicate it out an hour to listen to it. Like I remember seeing my parents. The time in your life isn't there as much, right? Well, I just remember seeing my parents would put on uh, a James Brown record in the living room and sit and listen to it. Like it was a TV show. Like we'll, we'll dedicate an hour for Walking Dead. Jackson Brown for my parents. Jackson Brown, the pretender. So I put just that on, sit around. How many people will actually go to their whatever, whether it's vinyl or, or, or MP3s or a laptop? Do they sit and listen to an entire album from front to back anymore? You know when they do is traffic. Traffic is the new living room for the album music. Because wow. when people sit in traffic, especially we're so close to Southern California, but anywhere you live, you're probably near uh, somewhere where people have got hour-long commutes, 45-minute commutes. So let's ask them, what are they listening to? Yeah, Give holler, me, holler I, in the I chat. I want to know a, an album that you'll put on and listen to all the way through without bumping. Like you said, yeah. you got to bump through tracks. I want to know it. We'll revisit this if you're listening to a recording and you chat this up in, in uh, YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook and we don't catch you in real time. But on this note, uh, my buddy Ray mentioned the entertainment industry killed real artist, artistic expression. That's why music... Well, he says that's why music now is such shit. But I think that really depends on where you're going to get it. Um, there was always crap music. The problem is... There was. In every... Every decade, uh, if you listen to what the actual radio rotation was, it was like eight forgettable, terrible songs for every two that you'd actually recognize. But think back then, though. If you really did your homework, there were a lot of hits. Yes. And we don't have... Well, we don't have as many hits in the mainstream. Do but we if have you hit look makers at, right now. The, the hit makers are in the web stats now. Because I'm telling you, back then, when 100 years ago... The Eagles could appeal to everyone. Me as a Kiss fan, I loved the Eagles. There was enough. Uh, there was enough going on in there with the dual guitar solos and the kind of the uh, life in the fast lane riff. When that yeah. came on the radio, I was like, "Oh wow, what's that?" Well, okay, so there might be some little sleepers like the Eagles, but the Eagles weren't appreciated in their time as much as they are now. Like as something right. like okay. Um, it's, you can, you can hate the Eagles for like sport, but certain songs come on and you're like, you're not gonna, you're gonna put up with it. You're not gonna like have to skip it unless it just culturally bothers you. The quality is there basically. I think there's some things in the rock category. There's still Tame Impala. And then there's, there's crossovers from hip hop that have come out of hip hop to then appeal to people that have the rock background too. Sometimes like Kid Cudi's one. I like his stuff, and I've got that rock background. Um, there's there's other examples. So your name and things was I've never heard of. Yeah, I, there's I'm sneaky so stuff. ignorant to newer music. I'll tell you the two things that I listen to that are within the last. Well, 10 I think years. Kid Cudi ran Grammy. I don't watch the Grammys. Okay, I hate award shows. Well, I, uh, I, the I, the I Grammys. There's some there's some baloney on the Grammys, but there's also some stuff that's come out of indie that's really good. A perfect example is Are you familiar with Saint Vincent? Nope. St. Vincent is an indie artist and female guitarist songwriter. Like, I think she's like a Berkeley graduate. She's like hella, hella educationally, musically educationalized. 
and uh, she played on the Grammys recently behind someone else or something, wailed on the guitar. There was a whole thing. And it was cool to see that showcased because the mainstream didn't help her much. Uh, she's like a, a, like a Pandora darling, hmm. you know? So there's these other distributions. So if you look at the actual numbers, uh, you have to throw away the terrestrial radio numbers and Vivo and what's thrown out in the mainstream channels and look at what's actually getting ears. And not just inflated Facebook numbers, but uh, See, I don't, and, and I don't, falsified SoundCloud numbers, but all I of it. I find music that way. I either get music word of mouth, mm-hmm. stumbling through late night TV. I'll see an artist on uh-huh. one of the late night shows. But there's maybe three things right now that blow up my skirt. One is Rival Sons. I'm not familiar with Rival Sons. Media recommendation. Check them out. I've heard Rival Sons. They've been around for several years. Uh, very. Uh, uh, early British invasion, hard rock, Led Zeppelin kind of vibe. And the recordings sound old school. Cool. Very analog. Uh, there's a band called Blackberry Smoke from Georgia. Hmm. Awesome Great live band. That. I mean, this is the type of band you go see live. Okay. But I can listen to an entire record front to back, put the CD in, and I don't feel the need to bump it. Do you feel like you gravitate mainly towards music that leans on guitar as like a primary instrument? I do. I think, unfortunately, I don't think it's a permanent thing right now. That's less common. And I think there's a lot of really great creators that just want to be noticed and steer into genres that are already familiar. And I think a lot of them that would have leaned more into guitar, many of them play guitar, are just steering more into like trap and club stuff just to get attention. I'll tell you why. And I'm going to be the party pooper. Uh-huh. I'm going to be the, the, the dick. Yeah. It takes time to learn how to play guitar. Well, some of these any people monk, play guitar and they're just not leaning it. Any monkey can press buttons and, go, yeah. and make sounds <laughs> and noise. You could give it to... And actually, have you seen the videos? Well, they'll give one of these things to uh-huh. a monkey. And the monkey will make a great track. Uh, okay. Counterpoint. Valid. Um, I have spent freaking years now... Although not the like giant number of years compared to the rest of the time I put into like uh, recording studio stuff in general, but putting into new Ableton techniques and like really mastering what can be done in Ableton. And this is aside from things like massive, you can throw something together pretty fast on cluelessly. Uh, there's other niche things, but Ableton, while you can follow a tutorial and put something together that sounds legit like okay a monkey with the right template in ableton can put together like a pop song yes no but I the stuff I that stands out the i didn't say what longevity. the monkey did was good <laughs> yeah and that's that's where the, the shining's happening right now don't mis- don't misinterpret my my point the point was that when you're just pressing buttons on a gizmo like there's less people of can't a skill see. to learn to just right. get notes out of it if you're gonna you hand a monkey a guitar and it's a it's a shit show I have an exciting point on this, though. Uh, if you have all this focus in just getting good sounds out of the instrument, I feel like if you can strip all that away and have an instrument that does beautiful sounds right away, you're focused. What, what do you do to stand out? How do you have something that sounds good? It's the arrangement. So when you really can mess with someone's expectations and put together a powerful arrangement, that's when you can shine with... Uh, 
a situation, like a piece of software and a keyboard in front of you that is going to find happy chords and uh, arpeggiate through the circle of fifths or whatever, just but, right on here. But what happened? Uh, and, and again, maybe it's just... But I think arrangement is the new good. I think like the, the, what makes a good music artist right now, what differentiates across genre is thoughtful arrangement. It's like an era of but arrangement. But what you don't have is you don't have the bands... And maybe it's just the the fact that I've been doing it for a hundred years. They don't get in a van and drive <laughs> from hometown. Let's say hometown is uh, Seattle, Washington. Get in a van for eight weeks and drive all the way to New York uh, and play shows all in between. Nowadays, it's a it can be a kid in his underpants at home creating with a gizmo. There's no discipline. To me, I don't if, see the discipline in it. I've got a counterpoint on this too. This is a good point. But what if, okay, speaking from like over this last year, people that have followed the talk show have watched um, every episode have a different thing go technically wrong all through season one and deep into season two. But so far, still, nothing yet. Knock saw on this for, one. Knock on for Michael. Well, people weren't here before we broadcasted either, and I was moving the cameras all around and wiggling some stuff. Oh man, they didn't hear the 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 buzz we got in the headphones when the headphone level from the output of the mixer was too high compared to the uh, the headphone mixer. There's all these little things. So I feel like the you used to be able to throw your shit in a van and what made your tour work or not were the logistics of the place you picked your good connections, how, how full you could pack it, how much word of mouth you could get out, all these little details, how much hype you could get there. Um, and now there's just the same amount of hype that you had to get for your tour to no, get people there. I'm, you have to put into online I'm not talking time. about hype. I'm talking about the years of slogging it out, honing your craft. I feel like, the years of slogging it out I've put in honing, getting this broadcasty crap to work that I think is the future of music performance. I don't think it's going to go away playing in clubs, uh, playing in theaters, playing in arenas, all the levels of music performance I think are going to stay there as a type of entertainment. But I think the gateway won't be bar music anymore. It won't be where people you play to these people in bars. I think it's going to be, uh, being on someone's stream feed when it's, they're... But that's what I'm saying. I think you're missing my point. Back well, you think the we, physical traveling is wearing them down? No, no, but when we were kids, them? when we were uh, kids, we did not have a way to reach the world like the kids do today. Uh-huh. You had to physically go out and take it to the people. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that. But... You can create a schnazzy YouTube channel and have some Barbie doll chick flopping around, <laughs> semi-talented, Super good looking, boom! You got a hit. Well, you, okay, so there's two things with that. First of all, like you get your hit, and then what? So people might get like a viral instance and have no funnel and no uh, page full of meaty stuff for people to actually subscribe to. So you, what subscribes you do do get drop off as soon as your baloney pops up in their feed to follow up. So that, that helps kind of kill that. But the other point is that uh, while we might have lost a bit of what you're talking about that really grizzled people, I feel like there's such a bigger C online that if you want to put out content that legitimately entertains people and does so um, uh, instance after instance, because instead of like a set of songs, you've got a new piece every week, maybe a couple of months. Sure, but you don't think um, that's kind of diluted the pool a little bit that it's watered it down. It's, it's like, watered it down so much 
that it's now more work to get noticed by there the amount. Go. Yes. See, there you go. And that's kind of the point that I'm getting to. But that, that could lead to better artists. Look at the poster that we're, that's staring at us, okay? Rocky Led, Horror Picture Show or Led, Led Zeppelin? Zeppelin? The song remains the same. When uh, Led Zeppelin came out, they were a mystery, okay? Mm. Think of the kids that grew up in that era of music. You had to really dig deep to get info on your favorite band. Yeah. I'm going to use mine as an example. Kids. So you had to go to the library. <laughs> Go to the newsstand and wait for Circus Magazine or yeah. Hit Parade or, Ma- or Cream Magazine. I used to collect <laughs> a month. printed bios of Pearl Jam, like buy weird off-brand import box sets and stuff just to get a different bio of Pearl Jam because I couldn't go on the internet and look up a bio exactly. of Pearl Jam. And so they had said different me. stuff. There was like conflicting stuff on Eddie Vedder's life. To it was wrap, like legit. To wrap, here's to wrap up my point. <laughs> Nothing is a mystery anymore. Uh, There's no mystery to to what... This tragic, this, this generation of artists, <clears throat> tragic excuse point. me, you, I, I think we're overloaded yeah. with YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. There's so much information about artist A or artist B that where's the mystery? What if w- this is part of the death of the mainstream <clears throat> artist in general? What if uh, we're going to come back to? Uh, an era of like genres and clicks again, because right now we live in an era where like, it's not weird for people like multiple genres of Correct. music. We yeah. have our favorite genres, but like any other genre comes up and any of us can name a band or two that we like of whatever genre. And you know that that's not what it was like when you went to high Hell school. Hell no. You had, your you had crowd. your genre, you had your crowd. Right. And I feel like that might be coming back <coughs> because of all of the crowdedness. Um, there's going to be a certain literacy that people have and openness but people are going to start mixing genres in ways that are kind of unique to a certain cult. So I have a feeling though, that you had enough sack to say, I like it. I don't care what the crowd thinks. Yeah. Pause had some sack. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'll tell you how goofy I was. I grew up in a a small little farming community um, outside of Lake Tahoe. The only kid at school with a kiss t-shirt on fingernails, painted black hair teased up, going and then playing Jerry Reed and Buck Owens and Willie Nelson. You don't expect a guy in a Kiss t-shirt to play Outlaw Country. Yeah. And I got grief for it, got fist fights over it. (laughs) But I didn't care because to me, music's music. Yeah. If it moves you, then it's good. Yeah, and I, I feel like there's another takeaway here that... And don't think I'm slagging the guys that push buttons. No, 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 and, no, no. And the guys that are out making money uh, with a laptop. Because there's there, a cream that rises to the top. There is. If there, they can put together a, a real arrangement, they can certain, rise above. There's a certain amount of that that, that is... But they've got a big pool to, to show to, to, to rise to the surface of. But to, it's a lot, to, of, going, to put a lot the, of that going around. Put the point on the arrow. Any dickhead can press buttons. Hand that same dickhead a guitar and watch him. Well, watch him whinge in people front of you. People used to say this about guitar, though. In the Kurt Cobain era, people used to say any dickhead can pick up a guitar and learn a Kurt Cobain song. And this was a time when singer songwriters were a thing, where you could sit down with sure. an acoustic guitar and that would be enough production. It was the anti-shred movement. Yeah, have you heard, like heard anything released by anybody that's just a singer and an acoustic guitar? Like oh, yeah. in 10 years, like hardly, there's so little of that now. I hear it because I go to Nashville often. Right on. So I get to experience, I get to go and be a part of the, the scene at the Bluebird and 3rd and Lindsay. I mean, I, I was just oh. in Nashville and had some great uh, you know, down and dirty songwriting experiences. Nice. 
So yes, I say yes, <laughs> but it's because when that stuff, if it gets behind a label or it gets a lot of distribution or something, it usually gets some string pads thrown on there and I shit. Mean, <laughs> do you remember I used to have acoustic slam dance here in Vegas? Yeah, and acoustic I've, slam dance. And I've thought of bringing it back to where it's really just about the guy with the guitar and the song. And, and One of the best things about had, that was... You had songs like Dance Dance Revolution that were a full production, but you could still perform it acoustically. That's where I was going. There's, there's great acts in town that would strip down their full band set right. to show us uh, what the core of a song Here's was. Here's the kernel. Here's yeah. where it started. And that's what I'm hoping will become more known with all the button pushing that you were talking about is that when people can have a core identity to their song, actual hooks and good arrangement and have that thought behind it, that that's what's going to rise to the top of stuff that's in that genre pocket. I'm going to plant a seed. Yeah? Maybe later this year at some point, if ever some time opens up here, let's you and me do a once a month acoustic slam dance show. That's a great idea. We could definitely put that together. Because that's how I, I, I used to come in here. I've been here two or three times with, with Jay with my acoustic duo, Elegant Vagabonds. Yeah, and we, we've got this new gear. We revamped this studio. We've gone over Studio B some, too. And it's just the, the station's never been more ready for like a little deal like that. That's a good idea. Since that's how you and I met, was that acoustic slam dance? I will help you organize that. We're going to make this We could bring it back to thing. life, a, a once a month uh, show. And, um, and then maybe yeah. I'll, I'll find a venue and start doing it weekly at a venue. And then we'll do the uh, once a month wrap up. We could do that at a venue and remote it on the station for the Radio Vegas Rocks listeners. And that, that also fits with something that I feel uh, really obligated to help. This is another thing that I want to announce to people listening to this that want to do something like this. Hit me up on Facebook, uh, Instant Messenger. This is the best place just to uh, keep up on this. But I mean, you can do email too from the Greasy Conversation side if you hate even the messenger part of Facebook. Uh, that's cool. But what I want to do is just throw tips and help you get unstuck if you're trying to take your venue shows um, and get them streamed, whether you're streaming them on your phone. A um, mm. perfect example of this, it's a great way to do this, is you can get like a little bit better microphone for your phone or an adapter to hook your phone to the mixer at an event and a little clip for your phone and a tripod. And then you'll, you can get dozens of people to be at your show from their couch. And great you can idea. do it at a more unique place, a smaller venue, a coffee shop, a unique art gallery. And, and have an event that doesn't depend on as many people being at that specific event, uh, but still has the event. And I feel like those are stronger than if you just go full bedroom stream, which is right. cool too. Those can sure. be really intimate and there's some great ones. Spacey Blur, shout out in town, um, does this on Twitch and it's awesome. A little bit more on the noise side, but he's got a sense of beauty too. Uh, but that's when you do it at a venue or at an actual place. My favorite was like an art gallery. There's some greasy conversation shows on YouTube that are like that. Where we played in an art gallery, but stashed cameras and got a board recording. So that there's this production too. And a little goes a long way. And you can start with your phone. If you need tips to get unstuck, hit me up. Cause I'm, I really want to help people get take advantage people. Take advantage of yeah, the was. I got hot he, tips. You can, not he is a mad scientist. I've made all of the mistakes. If a mad scientist, <laughs> Humped a genius. You yeah. Get was. Here's how you know I'm an actual mad scientist. It's the pile of crap in the corner of things that I like broke or whatever from the mistakes that you could not make uh, because I made them already and I'll help you not make them. 
That's great. There's been fires. Hit them up. Let's get these going. Because that's how that's how we're going to bring back great songwriting. Yeah, and not just bleeps and blurps and boops is by giving people that have a song a platform to show it. A platform and some help with the tools so that they can be in the same category as the people that know the tools but don't have the same skill in arrangement and understanding hooks. Uh, You can't let uh, people like that just step in front of you when you can just copy and paste what they learned. You can literally copy and paste templates to get started. I learned Ableton starting with templates. There's no shame in that. I use presets all the time. Presets are there for a reason. You don't have to start everything from scratch to make something with heart. What's what's important is the heart and the the psychology. You know what I miss? And and I've gotten wrapped up in being a professional musician. You have to make money. Yeah. To call yourself a professional musician, it's what you do for a living, which I'm fortunate enough to say that I do. But, but what it does is it distracts from the original music. Because you kind of have to compartmentalize like yeah. a separate project, right? And I, and I think over the last year, I've, I've woken up to the fact that, hey, I can do both. Yeah. I don't sleep. There's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> if I just get my head out of my ass, I can do both. And, and find I'm going out what to. you want to do as your own pet thing. The important thing is to have something to say, though. That yeah. people want to hear. That's and the hardest part is have something to say that moves people. That's underrated in instrumental music. You could have no <laughs> vocals and you still need to have something to say in the instrumental part as do far you, as like a hook or a feeling or like you're painting a picture of a place. Do you listen to Explosions in the Sky? Yes! Oh, man. Okay, Explosions in the Sky is one of the biggest influences on Greasy Conversation, the band. It's a big reason why we're like an instrumental-focused band, even though we have an announcer, <laughs> is that band specifically. It's, Especially the drums. You can, that's our, <laughs> you can put on any one of their albums, yeah. CDs, and get lost in it. For sure. It's like a, a movie soundtrack almost. It, and and it transports very well as background music, but still satisfies as foreground music right. if you want it to. And that, that pocket is just, I can't, I can't say enough how I, I discovered it is. them on Austin City Limits. I was flipping through one night. <laughs> nice. And I saw three guitar players and a drummer. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> there's no singer. There's no bass player. It was just three dudes with guitar. And I was mesmerized. If was you dumbfounded. Like, if you like them, you would really like <coughs> the Mercury Project. Or okay. the Mercury, what's the, the NASA thing? It's named after the NASA, the Mercury I think it's the project sounds too trite. I don't think it's project. Okay. The Mercury mission. Mercury <laughs> band. That Mercury band. No. Oh man, there's a stupid Mercury band. I think it's. Oh man, it sucks because I haven't checked them out in a while. But their music really. Mercury mission. It really Mercury. makes you feel. It's probably project. It really makes you feel like you're... Mercury no, Merkin? Is there a Mercury Merkin? Oh, man, I'm going to send you the wrong place. Explain to everybody what a Merkin is, because that's a really <laughs> funny thing to just bring up and not... It's a, a, a toupee for your nether region. Yeah, it's a toupee. Back in the uh, yeah. um, back in the era of kings and queens, it was you were more attractive if you had more hair down there. So they actually <laughs> wore toupees. It's Merkin would be a great band name. Uh, it, it probably already is, huh? Merkin Ball? Just, just Merkin. Do you know what Merkin Ball is? No. Neil Young uh, 
teamed up with Pearl Jam as his backing band for an album called Mirrorball. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. Pearl Jam released a, a companion single <laughs> called Merkinball. I didn't know that. Yes, Mirrorball. I knew yes, but yeah, Merc, I gotta look that up, dude. Merkinball includes the the. It's just three songs. The first one's called "I Got ID." It's probably my favorite Pearl Jam song. Cool, but Neil Young solos behind it. Nice. <sighs> Breathtaking. Okay, just listen to that. This Mercury Project that is not the right name of this band. I'll post the link later okay. when I figure it out. Um, so, did you know? Okay, it's, it's totally. Are you ready for a total switcheroo? Please. If you hate music, but you like this show, here's another fun tip that's completely unmusical. Or is it? Um, apparently, online dating is the most safe to do in New England but most dangerous in Alaska. <laughs> you know what? Fun fact. I could see that though. Cause isn't, isn't there a huge disparity in, in Alaska? There's like 20 guys to every chick. Oh, that's how Vegas is. It, 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 not, that's probably not the exact number, but there's a huge disparity. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed Las Vegas is like that too, where it's just like sausage town. If you like live here. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ladies. They're all dancing around. They can just pick whatever they want. <laughs> you know, um, I don't go out much, Waz. You know, I live, on, I live in a rock. Yeah. All I do is tinker and make music. That's why I'm talking about that streaming, though. Right? You can stream in your car. You're probably streaming. You're literally streaming right now. And nice. uh, that's how it's at. But the thing is, I don't think this is the death of live music or going to live shows at all. I think, it's, in, if anything, it makes these a bigger deal. Because at any event, whether you go to it in person uh, or from your home, you go to it in person, it's more special because you look around, you might see 10 or 20 people, but know that like there's hundreds more that see it that can talk to you about it and you can say, I was there. Well, you know, Way bigger deal about being there. Think back to Acoustic Slam Dance. We, we kind of created our own culture there. We had our own, we had a group of regulars, 30, 40 people that would show up. Yeah. And made it great. Yeah. I, I see some of these guys now and, 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 and they're still playing. You know, there's a point I wanted to make that's kind of a macro of that point. We kind of formed a community. We kind of formed uh, we did. a little cult there. And if you're uh, an indie artist, not just a musician, but a visual artist or whatever art you're trying to do, and you look at this giant pool and you feel daunted by what we said earlier about how there's never been more competition and never been a bigger sea to be buried in when people discover you online as opposed to just in your town... But on the bright side, you can find your click. You can find your people. And I think that that's way more delicious and rewarding. Yeah, we, I have we, more we made fun. a scene. Yeah. We made a scene out of it. I have more fun with the people that I love to see their feedback from this show, specifically that are people I actually like know in real life, than I, I wouldn't trade any one of them for a hundred randos. But do you remember when we moved Acoustic Slam Dance from the Cheyenne Saloon to Gallows, the pizza place on Cheyenne. That was like there, the real era. I mean, the, there I remember were, the most. I'm talking hundreds, <laughs> not 10 people or 15 people. We would have 150 people crammed in this little, crammed pizza, place, in this yeah. little pizza place and more people waiting outside <laughs> because we, it was something that was done, I think, with the, with the right intentions. And that, that, those numbers are, are representative of the fact that there's 
literally like mathematically no shame in having a cult following because when you've got this giant pool say you have something that appeals a lot to just your people but it's not a perfect fit for everybody and it'll never be something that just uh is for everybody but it'll always be like say for example custom cars there's always going to be the majority of people that don't care what the hell you'd paint on your car or what the exhaust is or whatever. True. Yet it's one of the biggest um, like hobbies or, or passions that someone that, that's super universal. There's ton, plenty of people to support multiple economies. You know, it's funny. And, like, and I think you came down a few times. I used to work with Danny Coker. Mm-hmm. I was a production manager for his band. <clears throat> and I spent hours down there. And in the hours. Down where? For the people. Counts that, Customs. Yeah, Counts Customs. Uh, Which there's, had, there's like a car museum there for people that don't know. It's really cool and worth checking out. And in the years that I was there, I went over to the car side twice. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Cars are just not my thing. To me, yeah. a car is something that I jump in to go from here to the venue, yeah. unload my gear, play, come back. And I feel like you as an artist out there, but there were can people find that those were like people. crazy about yeah. it. I mean, they were like, and they still are. They're over the moon. The guy does amazing work and i think those people are happier than like quote unquote famous people we look at people that get to the level where they would be considered famous or celebrities to most people they're having way less fun than people that are like oh i'm big in this scene oh i'm really connected in this car scene for example those people are having way more fun the people that are into that with them they just connect with way tighter and even though it's a smaller group of people it's oftentimes plenty enough to make your whole living as an artist, whether it's sponsorship connections um, or uh, partnerships with brands or you create or work on something that's uh, alongside the media hype. Say you're an actual car customizer rather than just like a journalist, but wherever your association with is that. Uh, you can be, have a huge audience. You can have an audience the size of what would be considered a mainstream audience back in the day. Dude. His mini mainstreams. Being on the road with him <laughs> was like being with Elvis. Dang, I bet. We would show up somewhere and there would be tons of people just wanting to say hi, get their muffler signed, or yeah. a lot of people would bring the visor off their Corvette. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I didn't realize. Because, yeah. again, it's not my scene totally ignorant to the fact that there are people that are so into that culture and they're more into him and that community than they could ever be in any like mainstream artist. And that's, that's beautiful. That's tighter. Unique. And that's like, that's, I, I don't want to say it's the new famous cause it's like way better than famous. It's, um, yeah, it, it it's community famous. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's almost like that's a, why it's kind of like beautiful. It was like family. Yeah, I think there are people that, no matter who you are as a celebrity, if you're in people's homes once a week, they think they know you. Yeah, especially if it's like your people. And to see him react to people and treat them like friends and family was great. Because I've sure. been I've been around a lot of celebrities that are douchebags. They can't handle it. <laughs> he handled it with I grace. I know you have. It's like, <laughs> I'm like holding back. <laughs> he handled it with grace and, and tact. And yeah. He's a really cool dude. He is. For sure. Great Danny guy. Coker. Great guy. Um, I totally blew past the commercial break. Let's I got get it. so excited. Come on, you guys. Let's get it. You guys ready? 
I was pumped up. I want to hear you scream uh, quietly. To your si- silent screams, you guys. Everybody quietly scream. Hey, everybody. Crazy Jay from the Rockin' Comedy Show. There's a lot of talk right now about new year, new you. What about new you, old car that needs to look new? If you've been listening to Radio Vegas.rocks for the past couple of months, then you know all about Angel Wax and how amazing this product really is. We've been telling you about it. People have been buying it, and it's only going to get better. So what do I mean by that? How about Tommy Davis? the man behind Angel Wax. He's getting ready to start an invasion. An invasion you're going to want to be a part of. This is where they're going to travel across the country doing public hands-on demos, and they're going to bring the brand out to more people in the public eye, and more people are going to know about it. That means more beautiful-looking cars on the road. Angel Wax, check it out online. Check them out on Facebook. Order yours today. Mention RadioVegas.rocks. You're not going to be disappointed. If you're a car buff who loves to spend the weekend or a lot of time detailing your car, you need to get all products from Angel Wax, and you need to order them today. Wax! You know, I thought it was wax like you do weed with, but it's totally wax for your car, which is kind of like, you know, spiritually similar. Hey, remember when we talked about these guys? Check it out. This was actually a clip from this crazy conversation show about pin chase. Check it out. You guys love tacos? I do. Yes. I do. Okay, right? Yeah. Love tacos. That's my care. spirit animal. I don't care what gender you are or, you know, we just, we love tacos, right? Sexually identifies a taco. Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, you know, Sweet. since we all love tacos, we all need to know about Pin J's Tacos. And do you know where it's at? It's 9205 West Russell Road. It's an awesome place for lunch, dinner, or both. <laughs> <laughs> Here at RadioVegas.rocks, we love this place so much that if you mention us and order a blood orange margarita, they will give you a free gringo taco. What? Free gringo taco? Yes, that's right. That's what I said. And you know what else? It's like, okay, you're like, well, I don't really feel like driving over there. They have two locations, bruh. Two fucking locations. But you need to get in on this deal. You must visit the Russell location. I mean, yeah, that's where you got to go for the free gringo tacos. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're just like, I don't have gas for that, but I have money for tacos, just go to the other one. But yeah, Pinch's Tacos, because who else doesn't love tacos, man? Tacos, gotta love them tacos. Oh, yeah. Greasy conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're involved with right now. I am going to actually go there. Pinches tacos. I'm always on the hunt for that special taco. <laughs> the best part is that their their name is a swear word in Spanish. <laughs> like you shouldn't just call people pinche. No, no. Like get slapped. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Your reaction was great. Surprised you with the swooshies. Yeah, man. So we're at the tail end. Um, if there's some news in here that you don't know that you missed, because of course there is. You can check out our news notes, these actual notes that I've swooped in here that especially Greg like slaved over these. Um, dive deep with us. Check them out. They're going to be linked. They're currently linked at greasyconversation.com, and you can go there. Who's that? This is one of the other people that faked their Harvard letter. <laughs> oh, this is too deep. Wow. There's just more stuff about fake college time. Okay, this is, this is fun. An Oregon man called police about a burglar, but armed officers found instead a rogue Roomba. <laughs> you don't see what I'm... Is that the vacuuming robot? The vacuuming robot. He got in trouble. The robot did. Robot's in trouble. This robot was cuffed. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Uh, if you're unfamiliar coming in on this season fresh, we have a, a segment we call News Chug. We're just going to chug through as much news as we possibly can. And this that. site, there's a, a new Pompeii uh, that's an inactive volcano outside of the big boot of Italy. And recently, scientists have been able to just pick up this hum, this hum in the ocean. Really? And that hum gave them a picture of where the lava was flowing. So now we know the lava pathway that's building up for this new Pompeii outside of Italy. What part of Italy do we know? Mm, by the toes. By the toes? Maybe, okay. by, maybe it's by the heel. Okay. That I don't know. But there's, there's a pretty thick article here linked in our news. Excellent. Of that. Okay, we got... Can I quote you on that? <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> you made a Ramparinka sound. <laughs> That's what they sound yeah, like. That's what they sound like. Oh my gosh, this ad scroll. Okay, I want this picture and not that ad. Thanks. Oh, that's not a happy picture. So there's a new study by Gallup, the Gallup poll people, and that they found that the 10 countries with the most <laughs> negative attitudes, they're, they're here on the screen. I'm not going to read through all this right now because it's news, Chug. You can look this up. You're chugging. Where people are dicks. Where, no, these are where people are just sad. They're not happy. They're not looking positive about their future. Bleak. But the thing is, folks in the first world, like <coughs> us in America and Europe, where things are considered the most economically and technologically kicking ass, they're in the middle. They're not the happiest. The happiest people are really leaning into their culture. And my takeaway from this was uh, the fact that Latin America smiles like no one else, as this article says. Now, you know why? Why is that? One word. What's that? Tacos. A a tacos. tacos. It's tacos. Yeah. So get this out. Get this. Panama, Guatemala, 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 Mexico, El Salvador, and Honduras. Three of those are countries that are gripped by civil war and bombing our borders <laughs> now with refugees that... Uh, risk death just remaining normal citizens in their regular country. True. They're traveling all the way, uh, knocking at our border, just to preserve their own future of their family <laughs> in, in war-torn countries. Uh, these are some of the people that answered the happiest and most positive in this poll. Uh, I think tacos. Tacos, and, you and guys. They have, they have killer weather. Yeah. Guatemala, I think, is uh, overall the best weather in the world. It's a shame we can't have... Vegas level tourism over there without all the people shooting each other. Let's sort them out. Can we sort them out? We can sort them out. I think we just need to go to their governments, you know, do a bunch of assassinations and just do what we do. What about hugs? Like, what if we just went down there and handed out hugs? You, no? You, <laughs> some people you hug, some people you assassinate. We just kind of, we filter it out. You got to meet in the middle. Yeah. Okay. This, we've got an American military. If we, our military builds schools and teaches skilled children and like, kills people with drones we do it all so we can just both the whole spectrum we can get it done but in, in, i but think you hit on something what right? if we had a drone that swooped down and gave you a hug swooped down to hug you and then he taught drone. you taught you a couple words in english and brought you a taco yeah taco like drones. the robot what was the robot's name the wheeled robot that had the food oh i forgot Remember his him? name it was like chibi robo i'm trying to tie it all in for you was dude nice callback uh I'll call him Chibi Robo, okay. even though that's Japanese words. 
Okay. I hope we get that here, though. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, I would rather have a robot at my door than some pimply faced kid who's Wouldn't crabby they? about his job. Oh. Forgets the parmesan. Shh, these parmesan forgetters <laughs> are a problem. They're assholes. Fall. <laughs> <laughs> Parm forgetters. You know what an asshole is, though. What an asshole? C O L E. Is this like a, like a? It's the idiot tourist that comes up to you when you're in the middle of a song performing, and they oh, want to dude. ask you something. And his name is Cole. God Almighty, man. dude, that is the worst when you're playing a musical thing, and someone thinks that you can use your mouth to answer a question for them. All of a sudden, they while you're doing chit chatty. Oh, that's an asshole. That's the grossest. Okay. Last you guys know any Skinnered? <laughs> what, what you do is you just answer super affirmatively and then continue what you're doing. Like, yeah, this is a Skinnered song right now. It's a deep cut. I had a band when the dickhead would shout out Freebird. We'd freaking play it. The long version. <laughs> just don't stop. Yeah. Oh, man. So if you're, there's some highlights here. Uh, satanic. There's a Satanic temple in Salem, Oregon, and it's now a tax-exempt church. Check that out in the notes. We talked about that's those. fair though. Right? Turnabout's fair play. I think it's, it's a church, right? Listen, I don't think this is a very controversial thing to say, but I'm going to say it as if it's controversial. Go ahead, hit me. What's the difference between that and Scientology? Except that Scientology costs a lot more money. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I think it's fair, man. I, I think it's time. I'm going to say something controversial. Let's give it to me. It's just, time we appreciate Satan. I'm there. No, I'm with that. No. <laughs> no. All these multi <laughs> too far. any any church that doesn't give ninety percent of the money that they generate through the church back to the community, tax the fuck out of them. Worthy. Dude, dude, that's a really good note to end on. Do you have any last snippets, any last shout outs? Uh you know. I say this almost at the end of every performance. Nice. Life would be so much better if we were just a little more kind to one another. That says it all, right? Yeah, and that's the end. That's the tail end greasy conversation. But don't go away. If you're listening on RadioVegas.rocks, or if you're not, go there. Type it in your browser, RadioVegas.rocks, and check out Two Clueless Dudes. Two Clueless Dudes is next. Thanks, everybody. All love. All love. In fact, alllove.com is a great place to check out more K. Caruso splendidness. Am I right? Absolutely. Come say hi. We're half clear. Not yet clear. Video clear.